Who's buying gym memberships these days? Soldiers and hardcore athletes? Soccer parents? Someone else? The answer is critical for gym owners, and Chris Cooper has it. Welcome to another edition of Two Brain Radio. So joining me today is Nathan Holiday, and uh, Nathan, welcome back to Two Brain Radio, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate appreciate you for sure. Yeah. So before we got on, Nathan and I were talking about like there's always eight different topics we want to talk about, and so we we have a hard time reining it in, but. Over one of our last conversations, uh, we were talking about avatars and people coming into the gym. And I think everybody listening to this podcast intrinsically knows that we're not seeing like CrossFit Games athletes coming into the gym. But Nathan actually has some data on that. And so today we're going to answer the question, who actually is coming into the gym? How do we know that? And what does that mean for our programming, for our service delivery, and even for our pricing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of background, you know, the map. So if anybody is listening, if you're familiar with the level method, you know, that big map we have, it's all the colorful thing for levels. Now we'd had level, we had our first edition of the map in up till about 2019. And then we revamped all of the, the map data for 2.0 based on the data that we had then. So we kind of spread out the levels and made it a little bit easier. So what I'm going to be referencing now comes from last month, and it's from the new data that we have. And I don't want to dive so much into the numbers and the, the details, but by, by seeing like the actual numbers, you can see where people fall. And we had about, uh, about 13, 12, 12,500 data points of people that have complete overall levels. They're completely up to date. They're active in the system. They're not old. They're not like old members. And out of those numbers, um, for yellow and orange, 68% of people were in yellow and orange. So it's the vast majority. And if it, again, it's kind of difficult unless you're familiar with the level method to understand what yellow and orange is. But yellow and orange is like, you don't really have a, a, a strict uh, pull-up yet. You're, you're a beginner. You're like very much in the early stages. And you're kind of working up and building your skill sets. But Almost 70% of people that are coming through your doors are in this zone. Now, to kind of compare it to where are the high levels, the upper levels, so from brown to red. Now, brown is someone that is, you know, we classically consider brown as RX. Now, there are still some things that you don't do as a brown athlete, you know, up to black and then red, you would do more like, you know, stringing muscle ups and these sorts of things. But between brown and red, 6%. So this is, you know, a tiny, tiny fraction of people. And when you look at red, it's like 0.3% or something. I have the numbers here. Hold on, let me look it up. 0.2% for red. And then for black is 1.6%. So 2%. And again, I don't want to go diving into these numbers, but you can just get just, you know, you can tell from a high level where these numbers fall on the single highest level. So like out of all the levels, there's one level that is obviously the highest, like that has the highest percentage of people in it. And that's yellow two. And yellow two is about 12% of people. Now, you know, in yellow, you got, you have 37% in yellow only. So in just yellow. And if, and again, if anybody's familiar with the, the level method, you know, yellow is a beginner. Like this is a beginner. This is someone that's coming in. They don't really have a background. They're not going to move well. And you have to control their journey. And by under by seeing these levels, 
I can see someone's strengths and weaknesses. Sometimes people come in, they have real, they're really strong, but they lack a lot of other things, or it might be flipped. They're aerobic uh, or ventilation or their breathing stuff is really good, but then they're lacking in other things. So it, it averages out, but yeah, 6% brown to red and 70% yellow to orange. So 68% of the people coming in are what the level method would qualify as beginners. Like what are, paint us a little bit of a picture here. Like what can they do and what can they not do yet? So let me pull up the map so I can just yeah. give you real numbers here. Yeah. Because, um, like, okay, so for upper body pull, as an example, uh, you have at orange three. So at the highest orange, orange three, a male is doing one strict pull up mm. and a female is doing one strict chin up. Okay, so that is, that's orange three. At yellow three, you're looking at things like uh, a chin over bar hold for men. So five seconds, chin over bar hold, and then scat pull-ups on a tempo for females. So again, beginners, we look at deadlift, uh, another one. So for uh, yellow three, for men, it's like 155 for eight reps, right? So you can kind of get an idea for on rings. So rings is a category uh, at yellow three, you're doing for men, a 15 second ring support hold or a five second ring support hold. But like, again, when we look at yellow two as the highest, that's the one that has the most, the, the males are gonna be front squatting 95 for eight and uh, 65 for eight for females. So you can just get an idea right away. Like this person is is beginner, right? They, they're, they're not yet, mm-hmm. they're not gonna be doing RX weights. They're not even gonna be close to RX weights. And you're going to have to scale them down. And the level method just helps everybody scale down to an appropriate level for them. So this is two thirds of the people coming into your gym. And we're going to define like what kind of gyms use level method here in a moment. But it's mostly the people listening to this podcast. So this, if you're listening, this applies to you. You're saying like the high end, they're doing like a 155 deadlift or like one pull up or they can do a 15 second like ring support. What about the low end? Like... Can they do anything? So like yellow one, if you look at yellow one there, it's it's just entry level. So for upper body pull, they're doing a five second for men, a five second dead hang hold. So just arms straight, hanging. hanging. And then for uh, females at yellow, just straight yellow, it's eight ring rows. And it's specific, you know, it's, you know, if anybody, if you do ring rows, you can make them harder or easier. But the idea for this level is just to get success. You know, okay. so you can adjust it as needed. But yeah, you're looking at, let's see, let's find one, um, like a row, the rowing assessment. It's only a six minute continuous. So again, wow. it's just like, just try to kind of check in the box, making sure someone's getting success as they go up uh, for squat endurance. It's 15 air squats to a 16 inch box in one set. Wow. So again, kind of vague in what the parameters of how you, how you uh, will if, if it, you know, if it's meeting the requirements or the standards, but we're doing that on purpose so that there's a little bit of leeway, a little bit of buffer for somebody. But in general, like what a gym owner should take from this is the person that's coming in um, can probably do a range here of between 15 squats to a 16 inch box, right? Like above knee height for most people without stopping. They can row for six minutes at a minimal pace without stopping. Um, and at best they can probably do about a 155 deadlift, a 15 second ring support, you know, right? Like that's, that's 
two thirds of new clients coming into your gym. It's the vast majority. And this is like over and over, like you have the people that have a background in fitness and they come in. But again, as we're going more and more, that percentage is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And it's, it's becoming more normal people that are like, Hey, I'm here and I want to do some stuff. And they're a little nervous about being thrown in. And then when you go through the assessments, you're like, Oh, I could do, I can do 15 air squats to a 16 inch box. It's like, no problem. You know? And so they can see, okay. But it's, it's just truly beginners. Okay. Really interesting to see. Now I know that you just started tracking data on this stuff because, you know, when level method was set up, it was a fitness program, but it has a lot of like, uh, you know, interesting data that can help a business too. And that's why we're talking about this. Do you think like, even without a data set, do you think that this has changed over the last five to 10 years? Um, I don't think so. Cause I mean, mm. we ran in the beginning. So, so map 1.0 was harder. So it yep. was like way more people were clumped into white and yellow, like way back into white and yellow. Mm. And that when I had my gym, like 2016, when we really started pushing this out and like testing everything, the vast majority of people were still in the yellow, but it was so much clump that we realized we needed to spread it out. And that's really why we did that. So if you, if we have uh, like heat maps, right on, on where people will get bottlenecked. And in that 1.0, there were just so many people bottlenecked in these different places. And that was the reason why we kind of bumped it out. It was, it's counterintuitive. You know, I come from a background of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, athlete and I'm going to like thinking to myself, oh, most people are going to be able to do these things. But it's just not the case. You know, most people we've, we have to give them a range and we have to get them success on these things. Very interesting. OK, well, let's let's talk about the business implications. here. So obviously, um, maybe we'll start with onboarding and we'll work our way backward to marketing, if that's OK. Sure. When you're onboarding new clients and you're building your onboarding program, then knowing that at least two thirds of the people coming into your gym are barely able to do a box squat to a box or at best might be able to do, you know, a a front squat with a bit of weight on it. How should you set up your onboarding process so that most of the people are served by it? So we provide uh, a, a template essentially of three to five sessions, and this really adjusts People can make changes however they want, but the whole idea is the very first step of anybody's journey is to assess where they are. Because without the assessment, I I can't have handles. I I don't know what someone's strengths and weaknesses are. I might be able to get like insight when I see them do one workout, but that's only a tiny snapshot. It's like a tiny little microcosm of their fitness. They might be really good at what I'm seeing. And I'm like, oh yeah, that person's pretty, any, any coach's experiences, they see someone like, oh, that guy's probably pretty fit. And then something else comes up and they just are, they can't do it at all. Right. So what we need to do first is to assess them to get a good, well-rounded picture of where they are. And so that's really what the, the onboarding is for us is we're introducing them to fitness and we're showing them like, look, there's a structure here and there's a method and we can kind of walk you through this. At the end of this, we'll have uh, your levels. But I have to just say that it's not like we're not testing this person. We're not like we're going to max you out. We're going to we're just getting you on. Right. Just getting you on where like just to get an idea so that because there's there's 10 years in front of you, you know, or 15 or 20 years if you have a client for the long term. 
it's not like we got to maximize today only. We're thinking, okay, where, what's the starting point and where are we coming? Where, where are we going? So we have three and five sessions to kind of get everybody up to speed, teach philosophy. And this is, this is pretty standard. I think most people are doing some sort of onboarding like that with the goal to, to ramp them into class. <clears throat> and that's the same thing for us. We're looking to provide a structure, show them that there's a difference, like, oh, okay, I can see I can see where I am. I know what's going on. I'm not going to be surprised. And when I go into class, I know I'm going to be doing a workout that's to my level, right? It's like, even though there's a there's six levels, I know like, okay, I'm going to be doing yellow. So I don't have to be worried about all these higher things. We're in a normal, in a classic environment that, that the coach has to individually scale the person. And it can be for some people that they don't necessarily like that attention up front. Like if I'm a beginner, I don't want to be pinpointed and like everybody, all eyes on me as I'm getting scaled, right? It's like, I just kind of want to, okay, I'm doing yellow. Cool. You know, it's just, it, it lowers the pressure a little bit. All right, man. That's good. So um, backing up one step, uh, let's talk about recruiting new clients. Now, this data, does it lend itself to building avatars? And the reason I ask is that one of the most effective things that we teach in Ramp Up is to clearly identify three avatars of who your ideal clients are and then market to them instead of just taking a shotgun approach to advertising to everyone. Can we build an avatar out of this data that you're sharing with us? The avatar is like a beginner. Now, you can have an avatar based on goal, right? Like based on what somebody wants. And that's really... Like, do I want to get, uh, do I want to lose weight? Do I want to gain strength? Do I want to do these things? So what we generally recommend, you, like a, a no sweat intro, right? Or something where somebody's coming in, but we couple that with a what we call a basic success plan. So in the, in the initial touch point, whether that's, I mean, even a Zoom. So if someone doesn't, if they don't want to come in for a no sweat, we could do a, a Zoom like success plan. And it's just building out a game plan for them. Now we we call them pathways to power. This is a Tony Robbins thing. Like he calls pathways to power. So like, what are the what are the and this is an avatar, right? The pathway to power is an avatar, and it's a formula. It more importantly than just defining the avatar, it's a formula for the avatar. Now what you're going to find when you do a lot of success plans over time is there's like three or four things that people want, like always, and that's where we can kind of clump them into into what we're going to recommend to them, right? So that's where the formula comes in. So the avatar is important, but it's really like, as I come in, I want to lose weight. I want to get prepared for something. I want to get healthy. And by knowing what somebody wants, and then almost more importantly, knowing why they want it. So what's the what's the underlying purpose? I can, as a coach, I can connect a lot of my communication to that thing. When I see them in the gym, and we have a whole system for the way that we do that. So coaches can actually see all clients' success plans and kind of know like, okay, this person has kids and they want to be a good role model for their kids. And that's their primary why, even though they want to lose 20 pounds. And so in class, you, you, you'd have to have a relationship. You wouldn't just go up, up to someone randomly and be like, you want to get fit for your kids? Like you better work harder or whatever. But it's like, you kind of have an idea of why someone's there, you know? All right. So- so Nathan and I set up this interview February 14th, like uh, six weeks ago. And that's, that's just how busy he is because Level Method is booming and for good reason. But while we were waiting to set this up, two clients walked into Catalyst and said, 
we're here to do level method. Now, this had never happened. And, you know, for I think at least three years now, right, Nathan, I've, I've been saying that level method is like one of the best things that you can do for retention for your gym. But it's never been an acquisition program until now. Catalyst has been uh, kind of shut down for two years. So this might have happened before. I've got level method on my sign and most people don't have that yet. But Nathan, what I'd love to hear from you is like, you know, these new people who are attracted to level method, they definitely fall right in that yellow category. They're perfect avatar for me. But CrossFit Home Office is saying something completely different. And, you know, they did this affiliate roundtable or whatever they call it. And they said that our, our marketing for affiliates is going to be to promote the games more and that the bigger the games get, the more clients CrossFitters are going to attract. Does that align with the data that you're seeing or what are, what's just like your knee-jerk reaction to that? Like, I think that the kind of people that are going to see the games and then be like, ooh, I got to find a CrossFit is not the average person. It's not like the normal person in the yellow to orange range. I mean, maybe not so much in the higher oranges because they're kind of maybe have a little bit of a background, but the yellows, the yellow athletes, they're going to see that and they're not going to think I want to do all that. Some of them might, there might be some percentage, but most are going to be intimidated by that. Right. And so for us, we're thinking, okay, how do we, how do we give the, the beginner a roadmap and attract those sorts of people. Cause I mean, if you look at percentage wise, how many more people are there that are a little intimidated? They don't really know what they're doing. They're looking for structure and they're looking for safety. They've heard all the stuff. This is just more of the same in my mind from CrossFit in terms of like the games was a big, it, it worked in the beginning to kind of get all of the word out. Right. But then what ended up happening is it slowly morphed and the perception for the regular person was that it's extreme or that it's crazy, or that there's like, so there, you know, people doing all these muscle ups, and they're lifting all this weight, and people immediately think to themselves, I mean, I would say the majority of people think I can't do that, or I can never do that. Now, that's, uh, you know, you might think, well, that person shouldn't be doing fitness, but it's the opposite, you want that person to do fitness, and then slowly over time to morph their thinking, to see that it's actually possible if you go based on progressions. So if you just jump, if I'm just jumping right to the, the highest level stuff, it feels impossible. But if when I plug into a system on my, and I see where I am and I can look down the line, I'd be like, okay, all those people that I'm seeing on TV are in the red zone. And so I'm I, like, it's going to take me a good amount of time to ramp up. And that's just kind of, it, it just helps people get a, a, a better understanding of reality, right? Of the reality of it. So I, I don't think that that's, I don't think it's going to work. I think it will bring a certain amount of people, but it's also going to attract a client that, uh, I mean, it's hard to say, but it's like that might want to be trying to do those things too early. Then they're going to hurt themselves. And then they're going to get, a, there's going to be one more person in the group of people that have got into it, hurt themselves, come out. And then now they're saying, oh yeah, don't do CrossFit because I, I was into it. And then I, I got all excited and then I hurt myself and now I'm doing something else. And so it's just, you just, continuing on that same trend. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like that's, that's not my ideal client anymore right. either. Um, so let's, let's talk about this then. So this was, it was a surprise to me that people saw level method on my, it's a giant billboard and um, they, they came in and they're like, I want to do level method. Is there a plan within level method to market to people uh, you know, under that brand? 
Yeah, we're actually doing that now. So, you know, marketing to gym owners, the, the, the cycle time for that, and I'll just kind of go into the business because it's, I mean, it's a biz, talking about business. Yeah, thanks. But it's generally about someone interacts with Level Method and before they schedule their call with us, it's usually three to four weeks, right? So they find out and they're like, oh yeah, that sounds interesting. And then from the point that they do their call to the point that they sign up is another six weeks about on average. So, and why is that? Because this, the cycle time of discussing it and thinking about it and having all these discussions with the coaches and all that sort of stuff, it just is, it's a lot of, you got to do a lot of things. So the, the amount that we can grow is just kind of slowed down by how much, and by this point, by how much we can get it out there. And I think by this point, most gym owners have heard of Level Method. They kind of know about it, but, and we've not saturated the market, but we've just been kind of putting out advertising over and over. But now we're kind of pivoting and going towards uh, talking to the regular member, the gym member, the, the fitness enthusiast, and we did a lead magnet. So we have a programming lead magnet. And the, I mean, the big reason why we're making the shift is because we have this programming lead magnet. We are pumping it out to gym owners. It's for gyms. It's like for gym owners. And we used to, I wouldn't send it to anybody but gym owners. I'm like, no, we can't send it. To, and then so we opened it up. And uh, now we get, we've been getting so many leads, but about, you know, uh, two thirds of them are coaches and individual people and personal trainers. And they're like, I, we get questions from people that are moving. They're looking for the level method. How does a gym owner market that they're using level method? Because up until now for, for most gyms and me included, it's kind of been like the behind the scenes uh, secret uh, delivery system, you know, maybe not like an operating system for a gym, but like the, the method delivery system. Um, and we use it, it's effective. It's, it's great for retention, client excitement, testimonials, but we've never been able to really use it to attract new people. And I think, you know, as more and more people are thinking like, how do I attract more people? They're looking and saying, can I use level method as a, as a marketing tool? Oh, that's why we're doing advertising. Right. So that we can we can put it to the the individuals and they can go to and they can look and go to a gym that's doing level method. No, that's the thing I was thinking. They either talk to their gym owner or they go to the gym. They, they go to they find a gym in their area that's on the directory that we have. So it's it's building leads, essentially. That's the that's one of the side things that we're really focused on. Okay, that's great. And is that like an upcoming project or are you guys already starting that for Level Method Gyms? It's this quarter. So we just finished our quarter planning and we have uh, like marketing to coaches to help them understand the value. Because when I created Level Method, it was really for that. It was as a coach. I wanted yeah. to you know, help my clients. Um, but then also the individual, we get so many requests for people that aren't necessarily at a gym or whatever and they want. Um, to do level method. We don't have an individual level method yet, but that's that's in the works, but it's more of like an ascension ladder, right? It's more of like, if I'm a client, I there's some simplified level thing that I can get a prediction of my levels and then uh, ascend up to a gym environment, right? To, to kind of like, now I want to either get a coach or I want to find a gym to get the full the full effect. See, and in my mind, I think that would work better than doing like an online on-ramp. And in fact, um, there's a jujitsu gym in the UK and I can't remember their name right now, but their the first steps into their program are all done online. You know, we're going to 
teach you a little bit about the history of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and we're going to get you to do an air squat and a plank and some other stuff, some stretching, and then you'll book your first appointment one-on-one, et cetera. So well, yeah, go the ahead. hybrid, that hybrid idea, that's really like the, to me, the future of fitness is some sort of hybrid where you have structure. So the client can come into classes, but if I'm a coach, I can easily give my client, if they're, they're traveling or they have a home gym, this is so, I mean, considering the, the pandemic and every people have like home gyms now, they're all the functional fitness at 24 hour fitness or whatever. So it's very easy to provide a workout for somebody, but only if you have this structure of like a level structure. So I have someone that, that comes into my gym, they do a, a couple workouts per week and then they go off, they do their own, but they still need leveled workouts directed to them, like focused on them. And that's, to me, when you look at the, the, the future is going to be some sort of mixture in order to have a true hybrid model, you have to have this assessment in place. So you have to kind of know where people are. Uh, and be able to then uh, give them something offline that's going to be in in line with what they're doing or what their goals are. All right, man. That's great. I think we're going to, we're going to wrap up there because I've already seen about five different roads we can go down, but we'll do that another time. Um, So the really interesting part that, that drew me to this conversation was we can prove with data who your, who is coming into your gym right now. And then we can use that knowledge to build avatars that will help us not just with our programming, not just with our onboarding, but also our client acquisition process, no matter what that marketing looks like. And that person is, you know, they're moving, they're interested in fitness, but they are not very fit yet. And I think that also creates a lot of opportunities for ascension and retention too. So Nathan, man, thank you as always for coming on, sharing your data so freely with everybody and um, yeah, just kind of helping the gym community at large. Thanks man. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for listening to two brain radio hit subscribe right now. So you don't miss an episode. Now Chris is back with a final message. Thanks for listening to two brain radio. If you aren't in the gym owners United group on Facebook, this is my personal invitation to join. It's the only public Facebook group that I participate in. And I'm in there all the time with tips, tactics, and free resources. I'd love to network with you and help you grow your business. Join gym owners United on Facebook.